0: Hey folks, quick story for you. Have you heard about Imagine Golf? If you haven't, I would encourage you to go into the app store, search Imagine Golf, and join the over 200,000 golfers around the world who have made this a part of their daily ritual to improve their golf game. A few months ago, I was introduced to a gentleman named Malcolm Scoville. He's the visionary behind the app. Malcolm has worked with other great uh, meditation-based apps like Calm. Calm. And he's bringing that expertise into the world of golf, which is something he's very passionate about. Malcolm and I connected. I've loved hearing his story. And the coolest thing to me about this mission that he's on is that he every day wakes up thinking, how can I help change the outcomes for people, both in golf and in their lives, through an improved mental game? It's a really cool app. They do these really fantastic three-minute daily drive lessons that you can just you know listen to when you're either on your way to work or nowadays just maybe taking the dog for a walk who knows or how about when you're out on the putting green or the driving range it's available to you at any time it's uh, free to download seven-day no commitment trial Uh, You can still listen to it even if you don't do the paid subscription. Although, I would tell you, go in and unlock that door. You will not regret it. Malcolm and his team have done just an excellent job of curating uh, the kinds of things that you need to be hearing to improve your mental game on a daily basis. I do it. I love it. You know me. I like to get into the spiritual side of golf, as does Malcolm, and as do all of those who are contributing to the app. I think you're really going to like it, folks. Go and check out Imagine Golf. And as my friend Malcolm likes to say, keep imagining what's possible. Hey there, friends. Jay
1: Revel here. Welcome to another edition of Midam Crisis. I sure am glad to have you listening in today. I've got a great show for you. My good friend Mark Stewart, he is the owner of Tobacco Road Golf Club, joins me for a uh, Wonderful chat about all things going on in the golf industry. Mark is someone who is a uh, great entrepreneur, uh, a risk taker, which is uh, perfect for someone who owns a Mike Strance golf course. Um, Mark and I got the chance to get to know each other a few years ago when I was doing some reporting on uh, the founding of Tobacco Road Golf Club for the Golfer's Journal It's probably one of my favorite stories I've ever had the opportunity to work on. And we stayed in touch and become good friends, and we often have chats and talk about the state of the golf industry and things that are going on, interesting trends, uh, how he's applying those things to his business at Tobacco Road Golf Club. Uh, And this conversation was just a great opportunity to catch up because I'm actually heading back to Tobacco Road uh, in uh, the next week. I'm going up there. I'm going to stay in the steward cabin there just off the 14th hole uh, and hopefully get to spend a little time with Mark and take some friends and introduce them to one of my favorite golf experiences uh, for the first time. So just was a great opportunity to catch up with Mark, hear how things have been going in this last year, this crazy year. Um, Obviously, you know, some really uh, tremendous impacts from the COVID-19 pandemic to a golf course owner. Uh, you know, a lot of desperation in the early days, uh, turning the corner, finding opportunities, seeing this golf boom. uh, And now he's at a place where he's trying to figure out how to take advantage of that, you know, and convert these customers for the long term. It's a really interesting conversation. Mark is a fascinating guy, a fun guy, uh, just a a really down-to-earth person who, you know, again, if you... Uh, wanted to have a good friend who is a golf course owner. He's the guy you want to have. Uh, just a just a wonderful person, and I always enjoy the opportunity to talk to him. We dive into a lot of different things. We talk about Sanford and what that's like, uh, you know, owning a golf course just 20 miles outside of the Pinehurst area. Uh, and, and we even dove into one of our favorite subjects, which is the Fast and Furious franchise, one of his favorite films. You'll get a kick out of that part of the conversation, I think. Uh, But Mark, again, just a wonderful guy, someone who I always enjoy talking to, and I think you're going to enjoy hearing this conversation that we had a chance to have, and uh, be on the lookout because there's a pretty good chance I'll be posting a lot of content from his wonderful golf course in the days to come. So without further ado, I'm going to turn this over to my conversation with Mark Stewart, the owner of Tobacco Road Golf Club in Sanford, North Carolina, Mike Strance's masterpiece. I hope you enjoy the conversation.
2: mark jay
3: how are you man fantastic how are you i'm doing great doing great uh summer's creeping up on us here in a hurry down in uh the florida swamp just uh you know looking forward to escaping up to north carolina next week to come stomp around in your neck of the woods
2: well we're we'll love to have you up here there'll be a lot of other people with you but uh come on up and, and join the party as they say
3: i've uh i've grown quite fond of uh yeah, you know, the Hills area the last couple of years, I've, you know, had a chance to get up there and spend a little time with you and some other folks. And it's, uh, it's not a bad way of living. Y'all got up there, man.
2: Well, we take it for granted because it's, you know, right here, but yeah, it's, it's, a it's a great place to, to be. It's a, a great quality of life, even outside of golf. And then as a golfer, I just don't see how it could be any, any better than, than we have it right here.
3: It, it's pretty remarkable how many, um, it's truly all world outstanding golf courses you have within, you know, 20 minutes of your front door.
2: Uh, I know. And it just keeps, you know, it, uh, I know it's really, it really is amazing. And then we, you know, we've got a lot of good ones that you you don't ever hear about. So, uh, that's, that's exciting. Uh, it's, it's a great, great time to be a golfer up here. That's for sure. No doubt
3: about it. Are, uh, things going well at
2: your, uh, little golf course you got up there jay it, it it really is going well we uh i guess we've had about 12 months of just outstanding play and revenue and conditions and uh you know it's uh it's really been quite remarkable to to see um and obviously the the pandemics the you know it's very sad and and tragic it's it's you know, the, the golf course is – you know, people have rediscovered that the golf course is a, a pretty good place to be all the time, but especially when you need to, you know, get outside and uh, need a little fresh air, a little distance between you and other people. And um, so, yeah, the, the past year has really been something.
3: Well, that's – I just love hearing that. I mean, you to your point, it is – it has been a really sad year in a lot of ways for our country and around the world. But at the same time, you know, sometimes the, you know, you get these really weird, you know, economic circumstances that, you know, benefit specific industries in weird ways, you know, and, and this COVID boom for golf has just been, you know, pretty, like you said, pretty remarkable, um, you know, scenario. And, um, you know, what kind of numbers are we talking about for y'all? I mean, or, or, I mean, how can you quantify what you know what you're experiencing as a golf course owner these days at uh,
2: Tobacco Road? Well, we're we're just seeing record rounds, you know, pretty much on a, a monthly basis for the last twelve months. When, when, when COVID hit back in mid March of 2020, it pretty much, you know killed the remaining play we had in march and and in april as well because you know a lot of we we rely on a lot of traveling golfers and so so march and april were kind of difficult but by may of 2020 we kind of essentially made budget in may of 2020 and and it it just it it shifted from groups of 12 to 20 golfers and it just, you had a lot of twosomes and foursomes and singles just started playing and, and they're still playing, they're still coming. And, you know, on a daily basis, we'll had a couple of cars in the parking lot today from Massachusetts, which hmm. you, you wouldn't normally think of as a, as a drive market. It, uh, usually those, those people historically flew. Um, and and you'll see, You know, cars from Colorado, Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, again, places that historically were more you consider a fly market. And, you know, again, about a year ago, people people hit the road and and you're seeing, you know, not just golf, but a lot of outdoor activities, uh, camping and biking and things like that. And so people have just. Uh, it's been a a shift towards smaller groups from further away, if you will. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're, they've been coming in, you know, uh, I imagine our rounds are probably up, you know, 20, 25% from what they had been the last few years. Um, And, uh, you know, every, uh, most, most people are glad to be there. You know, everyone's attitudes are good. They're, you know, thankful to, to be able to do that and, and we're thankful to be there for them. And, um, you know, as a, as as any business owner, you wondered, you know, we were we were open. We wanted to be open, but we wanted to keep our employees safe. So we were pretty strict about mask compliance in our business and we uh, bought a bunch of masks and just started handing them out. We just had masks at the door if you didn't have one and, you know, everyone's, we're we're kind of we've moved away from that now in north carolina and i guess nationally we're we're kind of getting back to normal a little bit but um and and it looks through the summer again it looks like that the play will will continue Uh I, I don't know when in the fall uh you know when when college football starts back up and some of the travel sports and other concerts and other things that that people do i I hope hopefully they'll continue to play golf but our our thoughts on that are that anyone that has spent money to take up a you know either take up a new hobby or or improve their enjoyment if if you spent money in the last 12 months on your hobby you're probably going to continue with it for a couple three years um whether that's golf clubs or lessons or a new bicycle or a camper or any of those things. So, so we're, we're excited, you know, short term and I guess the next couple of years for, for golf. Yeah, I'm with you. I
3: I think there's a lot of people who have their doubts um, about the boom, you know, continuing and, you know, you, you might go from, you know, record high month to month numbers to, you know, just still really high numbers, and that's okay too um, but you know I, i'm with you i I think that golf is such a game that has you know sticking power with people um, that once you start investing some time and energy and effort and money into it, it really is kind of hard to just you know um, put it up and quit and and I'm also hopeful that you, know, you think about sort of happy accidents every now and then that, that happen well all these people have come into the and come either come into golf or come back to golf at a time where there's more great golf storytelling, great media participation happening uh, maybe than ever before. A lot of independent voices, a lot of unique ways to discover places like yours. Uh, you know, if you're surfing around on the web and I just, I, I think you're going to see a continued balance here. I, I really do. And, Um, you know you guys do such a great job of promoting the game uh, and not just the golf course that you know that you're operating you know I think places like you're going to be pretty critical to that Um, you know we're you you were talking about the summer looking pretty booked up for the next uh, few months and through the end of the year feeling pretty
2: positive though yeah we we do I I mean looking you know June's gonna be a great month it looks like Uh, the weather cooperates and uh, we're going to close for uh, close for a little bit to airify in July, so we'll have a a slow couple of weeks there. But uh, the end of July and then on, on through the fall looks great. Um. So yeah, I mean we're, you know we're we're optimistic for sure. So uh, and thankful. Yeah, that's good.
3: Is Mark? Is there anything y'all've learned about your, your customers or or just about golfers in general? in the last year that maybe surprised you that you think you can carry forward into, you know, some creative strategies, uh, in the years
2: to come? That that's a great question. Uh, and I'm not sure, not sure exactly that I have a, a really good answer for you. Um, Jay, I, it, it just seems that, you know, for us and we you know, we offer online booking, uh, prepayment and, and things like that. And it, it it does seem that, you know, golfers are better informed than ever. And, uh, you know, they, they are willing to, to drive and to, for the, for the right experience. You know, if you, if you've got the, the value proposition, if you've got what people want, they are willing to, to do that. Um, you know, one, one thing that we're, it, I think will be interesting too, talking about the, the bounce of golf or the bounce of everything is, does this, does the work from home paradigm, mm-hmm. is is that the, does that hang around or, or does it, um, you know, do you revert to some type of three day a week or four day a week or four day week work week or, or what happens there? Because again, if, the more flexibility people have in their schedules, I think that's good for golf, whether you can play nine in the morning or get off at three o'clock and play 18 or, or whatever. So those are the, we we've got our eyes on that too, just to see, um, just to yeah. see, see what unfolds there. I think that's really, um,
3: spot on marking. You know, I, I, I can tell you, you know, from my own personal experience and and watching and playing with a lot of my friends, um, that flexibility that a lot of people have gained in the last year I think is going to be the one thing that people aren't willing to trade back. Um, You know, there'll be plenty of scenarios where people have to go back, you know, to the old traditional way. But I also think there's going to be an awful lot of people who just have, you know, and probably from a management standpoint, all the way down to, you know, your, your, you know, rank and file workers but you know i think people have realized that you know time is a precious thing and and if i can get a few hours of it back uh with some flexibility during the week i'm i'm going to choose that you know um over a lot of other options and like you said really a good thing you know for golf i i wonder too mark you know um you know we've had some conversations over the years about um the public perception of a place like the back a road, uh, you know, I think, you know, arguably Mike Strance's, you know, signature uh, design um, that he ever did. And, you know, a lot of love hate reactions that come up. Have you seen any shift at all in how people were responding specifically to your golf course? I, I
2: think that, well, I think the whole love hate thing might have been a little. May be mischaracterized, I think mm-hmm. that you get you know there's so many golf courses that no one cares about at all right uh, and and I think that if you if you do see if, if you hear any if if any if one out of two hundred people criticize a golf course, I think it may be, seem to be I think people, even I gave it, I probably gave it more weight than it really deserved because most golf courses, no one ever says anything negative about it. I think more golf courses are probably damned with faint praise, uh, as opposed to saying, well, I don't like this or I don't like that. And I I think that over time that people have come to appreciate and understand what Mike is, what Mike was, was going for here. And, and I think that, uh you know it's a big bold design and and as other designs have also been big or bold it's it's almost like that you know they can come here and say okay well this is one of the places that it that it started and and it's i think people are starting to appreciate it from a you know from a historical perspective as something that really did shift a lot of people's expectations about what golf should be or could be Um, So I, I, I think we're, you know, we're, we're thankful for what Mike did and, and Mike's design has made, uh, made a lot of people look a lot smarter than they are. Uh, none more so than yours truly, truly. Sometimes I, I I wake up and say, what was I thinking? But, uh, anyway, he's, he's made us look good and we're, we're, um, again, uh, honored and thankful to, to be the caretakers of, of that.
3: Well you mentioned to me earlier that um uh you and your wife are, are now I I would would it be fair to characterize that as the sole owners of the golf course now?
2: That is correct. Our our partners we had uh had two partners for uh I guess well, we built it in ninety eight, so twenty two years and um they decided that at the end of the year last year, beginning of this year, they were ready to retire. So in, in April, we finalized that transaction. And so we're the, we're the sole owners now. And we, so I guess we've reenlisted for a few more years anyway. Um, <laughs> but we're excited. We've got a few, few things we'd like to, to see happen and a few things we want to just continue uh, doing. So, yeah.
3: Um, well, congrats on that. I know that's, well, thank uh, you. that's a cool thing. And, Uh, you know, had some time to spend with you and a lot of the rest of the team up there a couple of years ago, working on that story for the golfers journal. And I really did you know, just appreciate, um, you know, the, the dynamic you all have and the, the hard work that goes into, you know, making a place like that so successful. And I know that, you know, with, uh, you guys now as the sole owners, that's only going to continue and, uh, and likely improve, um, you mentioned some things that you'd like to do. Is there, you know, what kind of things sort of immediately come to mind as, you know, things that people maybe can look forward to hearing more about in the future?
2: Well, Jay, uh, again, we're, we're still kind of trying to wrap our arms around things and we haven't really finalized any plans. We don't, we don't have any plans for expansion. We don't have any more land. So, yeah, so that, that won't be it, but just, um, you know just probably some cosmetic things we want to do a little driveway work and maybe work on some cart paths and uh uh, of course we uh had the pleasure of uh buying a new heat pump last week so it's not all (laughs) it's not (laughs) not all all. sexy huh no not at all not at all and the range picker broke we had the original range picker from 20 some years ago (laughs) it, (laughs) it finally yeah it finally gave it up and uh of course, with we we had ordered one before it, that happened, but with COVID and I think everybody's aware of the uh, the supply chain oh, issues. Gosh. That uh, and look, I was talking to a younger guy at work um, about it yesterday. I mean, this is how things used to be. You used to have to wait on everything. You know, I'm yeah. a, I'm a screaming, get off my lawn! You know, at this moment, <laughs> but it used it didn't used to be. Uh, you know, instant gratification, 24 hours at home delivery for anything you want. You used to have to try to find things or order things or wait for things or, or whatever. And that's, you know, that's, it's kind of back to the future, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not all, uh, it's not all fun and games. You got a lot of maintenance and things breaking and and things happening, um, all the time that you have to, to deal with. But, um, That just keeps you on your toes.
3: Well, I know um, you know we've talked about this quite a bit in the past, where you know you 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 really go, I think, out of your way probably to try to maintain the golf course the way that you know Mike originally envisioned it. And I know you know you've got some very specific folks you like to work with uh, when you do that, whether that's you know some of Mike's old crew or. You still got Morgan up there doing his thing as superintendent. Um how how important does that remain, you know, when you're when you're evaluating, you know, decisions and, and budgets and just, you know, looking at how to keep your, your golf course business running. You know, how much do you think about Mike's vision and, and keeping that intact as part of what you do?
2: Well that that's that all the time we think about it all the time that really drives all our decision making and even things like you know we've got some trees that are you know as a tree grows and gets larger and you know you start having shade issues or root issues and it starts impacting your ability to grow grass that I agonize I'm like well Mike didn't cut that tree so why should we cut that tree you know and and that's that's not really sustainable because golf courses they do evolve like everything else they they're living things and you know trees are always growing and plants growing and you know but uh as far as the you know preserving the the grass lines the greens the teas and um you know i think we've you sometimes you think well could i could I add a T here or could I do something there? And you really, well, I think we just want to try to preserve it as much as possible. And I, I really hate, uh, Mike was a great guy. Miss Mike, uh, would love to, you know, get his view on, on how the course has evolved and, uh, see what he would do in certain situations. But, um, you know we we're trying to be mindful of that and of course morgan knew mike before we all knew him and mm-hmm. uh, more you know he's been with us from during construction and uh and, and and we've got a great a great team that really appreciates and understands what we have and and how important it is to uh preserve that design you know
3: one thing i love about you know, your golf course and the and, and just the way y'all again, present everything is, you know, when you walk in the pro shop in the clubhouse, you know, there's, there's a lot of evidence of Mike in there. You've got, you know, you, you really proudly wave that Mike strands flag, so to speak. Um, and, you know, we, we, again, we mentioned this a little earlier, but do, do you feel that that, you know, now, you know, gosh, we're creeping up on, you know, it's almost been 20 years since he's been gone now over 20 years since he built your golf course. But is that, is that mystique carrying, you know, increasingly more weight as people learn more about him.
2: Jay, I think it does. And and you're also starting to see too, uh, starting to see younger people, you know, like yourself or even younger than yourself, they're coming in and maybe they don't know the whole story. So it it's, you know, great to be able to, to, to talk to them about it. And maybe they, you know, they've just heard about the course on its own and they don't under hadn't thought about or understand the history of, of Mike and what he did and, and how it all came to be. So it's, you know, we love to tell that story.
3: You know, I remember you told me that, you know, one of the sort of deadlines, so to speak for, for opening the golf course back in the late nineties was that uh, 99 U S open. And, and just having it open and ready and being, you know, 20 minutes from Pinehurst you know being able to, to take in that, um, that energy from a a global event like that. Uh, And they've had a few of them since obviously. Uh, But this recent news with, you know, the USGA basically making Pinehurst number two, the anchor site uh, for the U S open, you're going to get one of those every five years now. What, you know, what do you think that means for, again, that added bump in traffic and and notoriety for your
2: golf course? Well, Jay, it's, I, I think it's 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 obviously uh, it's going to be outstanding for, you know, publicity and traffic and notoriety. I, I think it's. Um, you know, I, it's it's going to put us and our whole area, it's really it's putting everyone in a, a very enviable position that, um, you know, to know that that you're part of that rotation and that people will uh you know, be planning their, their years, their vacations about, you know, coming down to, uh, to watch it and, and to play, you know, play the area's courses before the open or after the open or whatever. It's just a, a tremendous, uh, going to be a tremendous economic driver uh, for the area. That's for sure.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see just, just what that plays out. Um, you know, just for the whole area. I think it's a, a really big deal. Um, you know, I, I sit here and again, I, I think about, you know, you got this interesting relationship, you know, um, you know, Pinehurst down the road, but, but, but your golf course is in Sanford. Um, what, wh- what do you think a place like Tobacco Road does? You know, I, I you know, someone who used to work for the local chamber of commerce. I wonder, you know, do the people in town, do they, uh recognize you know what kind of added traffic a place like tobacco road brings into to to that little corner of the sand hills
2: yes they they do and we don't uh, again we we're thankful and grateful for for all the traffic that that comes but we you know the community has embraced us and uh, appreciates us and of course this is the only place i've ever lived and you know my wife and my kids our kids are here and, and their family. So we've got pretty deep roots here and it's, it's a great community. And when we started down this road, almost 25 years ago, it, we never, we never thought it would, it would be, you know, like it is where you would have, um, I've I've seen cars in the parking lot because this is what I'll do. Sometimes I'll just walk down in the parking lot and just see who's from where. And I think I've had, you know, 16 or 17 states, uh, represented the cars in the parking lot, which is, that's kind of cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, again, that's exceeded our expectations And the community. Uh, we've got a great relationship with the community, that's for sure.
3: So if you're, if you're one of those people that's driven in there from one of those 17 states you mentioned, uh, and they catch you walking out of the clubhouse and they say, Mark, we want to go, uh, um, you know, get a taste of, life in Sanford what where are you sending people to up there what's your what's your favorite barbecue spot and what are the other places around there that you like to maybe recommend that uh, folks might not be uh going to visit on their own
2: right well right up the street in in tramway you've got uh the our local Mexican restaurant San Felipe which is a, a great uh again local business they've got probably a dozen or so locations statewide but they started here in sanford and uh a little bit further north you got davison steakhouse right there on us1 uh stubbs barbecue is between our place and and tramway it's on the left the i guess west side of the road uh great barbecue and great banana pudding uh mm. so that's it's a cold banana pudding and i know uh uh, my friend david hill he i'm trying to make a, a convert out of him he likes warm <laughs> banana pudding which i growing up my my mom that's what she, you know she she did both ways and i like it i like sugar uh so I'll, i'm not going to argue over uh warm or cold banana pudding but and then you go into town you've got um smoking barrel is a is one restaurant um you know, that that's in downtown Sanford and, uh, and then the ice cream is a kind of a pretty well-known spot here in town. Um, the flame steakhouse is a great place to eat. So there's, there's plenty to, there's plenty of good places here in Sanford. Uh, that's for sure. That sounds like it. Um, now is there
3: a movie theater in Sanford?
2: Why would you ask? Why would you you ask if there were a movie theater in Sanford?
3: Well, you know, you got a big, you know, big movie release coming up this summer. How many Fast and
2: Furious movies are we up to now? Well, this is this will be number nine, Jay. Uh, This will be (laughs) F9. And uh, in fact, I'm actually in line right now. I've already I'm already standing in line here. Uh, It's only you know, it's only what, 23 days till. The debut but uh, yes we do as a matter of fact we have a theater and they're back open as well but we're just uh counting it down three weeks from from friday um 25th so, of june
3: I, I know for you know those listening to this this will sound like a really obscure detour in the conversation but you and i have have texted over the years um uh, about your uh, affinity for the fast and furious um you know, catalog of films. I don't know what else to call it at this point because there's so many of them, but, um, I, I I have always got a kick out of that. And I know you're a big fan of those. Tell me just a little bit about, you know, uh, why you love those movies so much and, uh, and, and what makes you look so forward to number nine
2: coming down the pike. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember at at some point uh, through the years, uh, not, um, we have, my wife and I have, have two children, a, a boy and a girl and maybe it was, we'd been aware of the Fast movies and I'm not sure if we'd ever seen any of them in a theater until maybe it was is it F5? Are they in Brazil in 5? Is it 5 <laughs> or 6? Anyway, we're, whenever they're in Brazil, so I, it, we almost used to watch them as I don't know, they're Somehow we just started watching them like kind of as tongue in cheek, and uh, then you know you we, we all went to see it. We had a good time, and we we kind of it just became a thing for the for our family. and, Of course, you know the whole thing with the with that franchise. is about family, and mm-hmm. uh, and and then you you know you just have to respect the way that that franchise evolved from you know the first one to uh, to what it is today uh it it, it just really they just kind of hung around and hung around and <laughs> they make one every couple three years and uh they again when they started they had no idea they couldn't have had any idea of what it's going to come and i mean and, and ben diesel i guess if he's not a billionaire i guess he will be not that that is the only measure or, or the most important measure of someone's worth but uh, they, have you know, it's evolved. It went from the the car thing to more of an action hero thing, and uh, then they now it's got the all star cast, and I think they got Cardi B in this one, and uh, <laughs> uh, Finn Cole, who's a great, you know, I enjoy him in uh, Peaky Blinders, and and they've just again they've got some. They know what they they've hit on something, and they know what they're doing, and uh, you know I was. I was kind of thinking maybe you'd have a triple uh, a X crossover, a crossover F9 where Vin could play Xander Cage and Dom Toretto. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought maybe that was what F10 was going to be about. It would be FX, you know, maybe. But now it looks like, uh, it looks like they're going to the, uh, I think somebody on Twitter called it Jurassic Parking. Uh, <laughs> the uh the mashup that they of uh maybe the Jurassic series with the uh, the Fast series. Oh, we'll I, see. I, I I don't know if I can handle that, but you know, I'm here for it. And and
3: anyway, it it just cracks me up, man. I I I'm with you. I you know, the first movie was so just kind of, you know, it was a great movie, but you know, pretty normal, you know. I mean, it was a very believable, okay, yeah, this this is a plot that could happen. And um, you know, just over the years, it's just devolved into this just, just constant action suplex, man. It just nonstop. It cracks me up. Um, but every time I see anything Fast and Furious, I think, oh, uh, there's a man up in Sanford, North Carolina, who's you know smiling somewhere today.
2: Well, that's right. And I, you know, we went. And I took my uh, daughter and son-in-law. We went down to Universal last year to most mostly to see harry potter world but we they have the you know they have the fast and furious uh there as well so uh we we got to see that uh so that was uh again it's just like the eighth wonder of the world to me the way that that (laughs) whole thing is has just come together and i mean in the ride down there it was great you had the the world music which is something i that's what i call the the music that they they play with um you know, and again, he's given a lot of a lot of people a lot of exposure. You know, in the different, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you've got the um, like uh, Don Omar and uh, Tego Calderon and all the, um, what was it Azuna? There's just a lot of rappers that maybe I wouldn't have heard about, but I'm like, man, that's some pretty good music. Who who is this? What is this? And and I I listen to it on the, you know, my uh, Pandora station. I, you know, I'm like, hey, let's you know, let's have Don Omar radio. And, and so we'll, we'll listen to that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think I, I really am. or I, I just really appreciate the whole thing. And look, when Paul Walker died, it it was just terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. it was terrible. Uh, again, just, uh, uh, it just, uh, I can't even talk about it. And it just, uh, it's so sad, but, uh, they, they keep moving on and, um, Yep, three weeks. Three weeks.
3: We got another. Oh, I love it. Love it. I can't wait to dive in and uh, we'll have to catch up on that one a little further yeah. down the road. You know, you said something there though that that gave me a little flashback to some of those talks we were having when I was up there interviewing you a couple of years ago. You said, you know, that they stumbled onto something and just kind of kept, you know, um, you know, hitting it uh, out of the park. And yeah, you know, I, I think back to, you know, those conversations again. You're talking about, you know that everybody, you know, every golfer dreams got on a golf course and you were able to you know, make that dream come true. And, you know, you, you find this upstart um, designer and Mike Strance and, and, you know, you realize you got something, you know, pretty powerful here and you just kind of keep lining it up and, and, you know, putting it out there for play every day. Um, how would you, how would you describe that just journey as a, as a golf course owner and, um and just what that's meant for your you know your life i mean i
2: I can't imagine how many people you've met by being in that business yeah it's 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 pretty humbling to to think about it because we were in the construction business and we had this piece of property and you know back in the 90s it was you, you had the tiger boom and we were all into golf and young and you know we we knew it all and so we decided to jump into that and we we stumbled across mike and and then you know from the time we started until the time we finished you know mike became the uh he went from being kind of the unknown upstart and then he went then he was the underdog and then he was the overdog you know he was the he he was successful enough that he was starting to to face criticism and Mm -hmm. and that was interesting to see and then we you know we opened up and uh we we kind of thought we could be successful but we've just kind of survived and we haven't messed it up and you know when we first opened up there were you know there were a few critics that said we need to change this you need to change that and and we just kind of tuned that out and, and, you know, we're, we're proud of what we did and we're, we're proud of what we didn't do too. And, and we uh, just kind of hung around, hung around survived. And now you've kind of gotten a, another generation that, you know, that comes out here and, and, and maybe Tobacco Road was, maybe it was the first fun golf course of, of this era. You know, if you look into the nineties or the, we, we never said we wanted to be a, a championship or a tournament golf course we wanted to we wanted to be a place where people could you know go and have fun and enjoy themselves and i'm a not a very good golfer i'm a you know i think i've got my index is a uh, 12 11 and a half, 12 13 whatever and uh, that's that was our market all along and and you know then we started the tobacco road travel which was has done real well really well uh planning golf vacations for people and and has allowed us to continue to grow and and then the whole social media uh that's a whole nother thing that you know it's interesting to see how that has changed in all these years that you used to the things we used to do with the way we used to reach customers even 10 years ago and the, the way you reach them today is just really uh it's just who could have, who could have predicted all these things, but you just, you just have to get up every day and keep your eyes open and, uh, you know, try to find some people you can trust and build relationships with people like Jay rebel. And, and you, uh, again, maybe you can hang around a little longer.
3: Yeah, no, I love it. Well, I tell you, man, I'm, uh, uh, Really excited to get back up there, uh, see you, see the golf course uh, next week. You know, you talk about travel coming back. we got 24 guys that, you know, are coming up there. Uh, uh, not all of them are going to come to your place, but uh, a lot of them are. I actually got quite a few that are going to be up there, I think, on the back end of our trip. Um, I kind of cleared that extra day for everybody to be able to either recover or travel, and I, I, quite a few of them are, are, are going to come see your place. Uh Good. After a lot of glowing recommendations as you can imagine but um I just think uh you know thank the world of your place and uh and you and have enjoyed you know the chance to get to know you over the years and i'm I'm just thrilled that you know this this boom is generating some great business for you and um I hope that it continues and 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 you know I look forward to seeing what kind of uh you know wild ideas you come up with now that you're the uh sole owner and uh, uh we'll see where it goes.
2: Well, uh, 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 your your faith in me makes it all worthwhile, Jay. But you, <laughs> I do need one of those sweet visors, as we said earlier. So uh, I need a, a visor when you come up.
3: Oh, I, I got you a nice little gift package, planned, my man. I'm gonna good. bring you bring you a few little
2: you nuggets good.
3: from uh, down here in God's country. You know, gotta gotta grace the sand hills with something uh, good while I'm up there. So we'll uh, we'll bring you a few things and uh, hopefully get a chance to catch up in person a little bit while I'm there.
2: Well, good, good. Not, how's everything down in Havana?
3: Oh, man, things Tuesday. are good. Things are good. You know, the uh, the old home course over there is, uh, you know, doesn't change very much. But uh, it's still, you know, my favorite little nine holes uh, uh, just south of the Georgia border. And uh, I talked to my grandfather today. You'll appreciate this. So he's he's 87 now and uh, shot uh, 75 last weekend. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That, um just parring that place to death. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: That is amazing. Well, I want I to get down there and see that. And I need to come see you when uh when I have some more time.
3: Well, next time you uh make your way to Universal Studios and uh you know, if you take the long way around, swing through Tallahassee, I'll show you around a little bit.
2: That sounds like a great offer,
3: Jay. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for your time, Mark. And uh, I know you want to go uh, spend a little time with your grandson this afternoon. So go have fun with that. And I'll look forward to seeing you in
2: person here uh, real soon, my friend. Okay, my friend. Safe travels.
3: Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Okay. All All right.
3: Bye. Bye.